Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. You mentioned a valuable term there, offense. It's the difference between defense and offense. There's two ways to play money, right? You can either go on the defense and try to save and cut your life back, which works for a lot of people who are a high thrill or they just want, they don't have a lot of discipline. But if you want to truly get wealthy, you have to play more offensive, which is focusing more on income than just cutting back. Tying it back to don't buy your home. Do you believe that just because it's a way for you just to tie up all this money without producing income? What's the exact reasoning why maybe a 22 something that 20 something that just got a high paying job, why should they not go buy their own home? It just comes down to numbers, right? I'm like, all right, show me how the numbers grow by you putting, sinking your money into your house, right? So just typically real estate goes up and appreciates, right? And I think that's why it's such a forgiving asset class. You take that same money and you go plunk it down in real estate properties or syndications and you show me what, what in the five, 10 year picture, how that money grows. The numbers don't lie here. It's all it is. Some people will say renting is like throwing money down the tube. That's the biggest bunch of baloney I ever heard. Yes, myopically it is. But what if you're taking that money and you're making way more money on the side in rentals or syndications, you need to look at the bigger picture. I, I try and model the way I rent. My net worth is pretty decent. And I have a sort of a feeling where I don't think people should buy their primary residence unless their net worth is two times at least. So the home's about, their net worth needs to be two times the home's value is what you're saying? Right. So if they're buying a $700,000 house, their net worth better be 1.4 or to me, it should be three times or more. But right. at that point, then you can start like a lot of this wealth building in the beginning is the most critical stage when your network is under a quarter million or under a million dollars. You can't be screwing around and doing these like, you know, bad financial things like buying a house. But once you get to a certain tipping point, and it's different for everybody, once you've hit that sort of almost escape velocity, now you can take your foot off the pedal and start drinking some caviar and champagne and buy a house to live in or buy a nice car. That's the beautiful thing. Go ahead and buy a nice car if you have the cash flow to support it. And you're already to that, past that critical point. That's all about rate of return. And rate of return is very important, especially early in your career, because you don't have a lot of capital to work with. So you need a higher rate of return to make the same amount of money than, say, a very wealthy person would. So what you're saying is, instead of plopping down thirty, fifty, dollars $100,000 for a down payment, deploy that in other cash flowing assets. And let's say you're making $2,000 a month from that would-be down payment but then you're paying 700 in rent while you're net 1300. Is that kind of what you're saying? That's the logic. But then we run into, I coach and counsel a lot of you know folks. And eventually what it comes down to is the people that are listening to the podcast understand what we're talking about. They get it, right. but they cannot convey and communicate this to their spouse, mm -hmm. the anchor, and they cannot effectively lead and manage and take their family to where they want to be if, if that's their goals. Maybe that's just like a stove within me. The obstacle is the way you've got to go through this. And you can't just buy things that you want on a whim, like a house. You have to do what is necessary to get to where you're at. And if you're under a million dollars net worth, you're broke. And that's my derogatory term, but like you got to do stuff that you probably don't want to do to get to a certain point to be financially free. If that's what you truly want. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club.
And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.